Football is back, and this Raven season, there are huge prizes to be won at Safeway. Enter Safeway's Flock In and Win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or autographed Ravens merchandise. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at SafewayFlockInAndWin.com. Safeway makes sure Ravens fans have all of their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Safeway, the official supermarket of the Baltimore Ravens. The is it morning yet deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so very much for joining into another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Jared Lasky. I want to encourage you guys. I have a free prophetic activation available for you. You could download that in the podcast description right now. It's a five-day prophetic activation, and we're going to be talking about the prophetic today. We're going to be talking about how to hear God, how to prophesy. I've got an amazing guest today to activate you, to share testimonies. But first and foremost, I want to apologize. I am streaming this, recording this from Third Church in Pella, Iowa. I don't have all my fancy tools or anything like that, so there might be some church noises around, but that's all good. It's going to be a great conversation, so please consider yourself part of this. You could grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, and listen in, but also be activated to hear God's voice and prophesy. I want to encourage you guys to share this broadcast because it's going to be powerful. My guest today is Sarah Witten, who's an author, speaker, equipper, and the founder of Arrows of Zion Ministry. She's got articles on charisma, prophetic words on Elijah List, on spirit fuel, and more. She hosts the Hear God Everyday podcast, which gives you the tools to help amplify the voice of God amidst the noise of everyday life. So please help me welcome Sarah to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much, Jared. It's an honor to be here. The sweet presence of the Holy Spirit was upon us as we prayed together backstage. So I'm <laughs> expecting the sweet presence of God to come through the airwaves right now, through the radio waves, through the podcast downloads. So Sarah, you've been hearing God and teaching people how to hear God. So I'd love to know how you hear God for yourself and how you grew and the process that he walked you through to hear his voice daily. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I grew up in a denominational church and we didn't really talk a whole lot about the prophetic. And I just remember even from a, a young, young age, like elementary school age, I remember going through my day and I would have these experiences and it would be like like living parables almost. It was like I, I had this this little whisper inside that would say, Hey, did you see that? You know, that that's symbolic of this. You know, I didn't really know what it was. My best connotation for it, I guess, was, you know, I would think, Oh, that, that would, that would make a good sermon or that's, you know, an, an interesting idea. And I didn't realize at that time that it was the voice of the Lord, but you know, 
Romans 1.20 tells us that, you know, God reveals his divine nature and he reveals things about himself in what he has created and in those just moments that he weaves into our everyday life. And so started just from a really young age. And then as I got older and kind of, you know, dug in more and um, heard more about the Holy Spirit and began to kind of put the pieces together, I started to encounter those same moments, but then just stop and say, okay, God, what are you saying? You know, okay, this is happening. I'm noticing it. I know that you're you're trying to get my attention. What are you saying about this? And then it would kind of grow from there. Well, that's awesome. You can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful e-course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. Uh, How do you equip people to hear God and then to prophesy over other people to encourage, comfort, and edify? Yeah, so I think the... First and foremost, the best way to um, just grow prophetically is to grow in his word. The more that you are spending time in the word, um, in the Bible, you know, just day in and day out and learning to recognize what does God's character sound like? What does his voice sound like? And what does it not sound like? Um, you kind of get get that feel for, you know, okay, how does it feel when God's speaking? What does it sound like? As you familiarize yourself with that, then it's more of a, a directing your attention and noticing because God is talking to all of us all the time. You know, you don't need a special activation or anointing for God to speak to you. Everybody is, God is trying to speak to you. It's more of that opening our spiritual ears and opening our spiritual eyes, which is what we're going to activate in today, just to see those moments that God is trying to get your attention in your everyday life. When did you first, what age were you when you first started hearing God for yourself? I was about six or seven, pretty young. And um, I would walk to church a couple blocks away from our house. And, you know, my my parents, they they were believers, but didn't really go to church regularly. And so I, I would just walk to church and there was something that just drew me to it. And that was just such a special place for me. And it was where I started hearing the voice of the Lord. That's awesome. So what have you seen God doing in you and through your ministry currently especially as as you've launched out as an author, which is reaching tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. I'm not sure, you know, but it's it's going out there in the, in the atmosphere. What have you seen God do through you equipping people through your articles? So it's interesting because writing and media really in general is nothing that I ever would have 
I guess, picked or planned for myself. And it was maybe four or five years ago, I was at a conference and I just had an experience. Um, My feet started to tingle. I started to just hear the voice of the Lord. And he said that he was calling me to media. And at the time, you know, we had just launched into youth ministry. And so I was thinking, okay, well, I don't really get how that goes together. I'm trying to put the pieces together in my head because of course, that's what we always try to do is we try to, you know, rationalize it and put it into our little box of what is this going to look like? And, um, really over the time since that call, um, God has just opened these doors that, um, I, I could never open on my own. And it's been just about being obedient. And, um, what actually started, um, this whole journey was, um, I would, I would keep a journal every day of, um, you know, kind of what I felt like the Lord was saying. And maybe it was just, you know, in the morning I just got an image and it was like an, an an image of an object. So I'd write it down and I'd be like, I don't know what this means, but I'm going to write it down and God's going to explain it to me over the day. Or maybe I was reading a passage of scripture and something just jumped out and it was this revelation that, um, I'd never seen in it before. And so it, I, I would jot that down and, um, the Lord challenged me. He said, I want you to put it online. And I was terrified because I'm, I'm kind of an introverted person. It makes me a little bit nervous. And so I created Arrows of Zion just as a blog and named it Arrows of Zion. I felt like that was the name the Lord gave me and never in a million years intended for it to be, you know, like anything connected with, with me. It was just like, okay, I'm put, I'm being obedient. I don't have to put my name all over it. I can just still be quiet and in the shadows and in the background. And then as I began to post it, it just, it began to grow. And what I found is you know, at first I would get so many people who would contact and say, you know, what is God saying about this for me? Or what is God's word for me for this? And the most powerful part was just being able to kind of flip that around and prompt people to engage with the Lord and, and to ask him and to go to him as the source. Once they started to do that, they started to hear these answers that they'd been looking for just in various sources, but hadn't really, I guess, felt the the authority or the, the equipping to just go to the Lord themselves and say, God, I need an answer and I'm, I'm trusting that I can hear you. So in today's current situations around the world, what are five things that people can do to hear God's voice and to be encouraged by? You know, as I mentioned, when we are looking kind of at the current events, at things going on in the world, there is so much to be gained from just asking God, what are you saying in this? And I put out an article pretty recently that was called Five Heavenly Responses to Earthly Circumstances. And specifically here in the U.S., um, you know, we've been experiencing a, a bunch in in current events. We've, we've had some um, financial inflation going on, and we've had the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and just some really crazy headlines coming out, both seemingly positive and negative. And, you know, God, through those things, you know, started speaking to me about this is the evidence of what is happening kind of in the spirit. So for example, like with the economy and all of this inflation, well, inflation, you know, historically came from when there was more out more circulating than could be backed up. Like there was no, you know, no gold standard, nothing behind it. And um, God spoke to me and said, I'm calling people back to the gold standard of my word, you know, and there's all this stuff that's floating around that's attributed to me. That's not really of me, you know, and calling people back to just a love of his word and being able to back up what they're hearing with that gold standard of his word. And so that was just an example. And then there was other um, things that God spoke like, there's been such an attack on 
the family, both through, you know, abortion or through all of the um, attacks with children on, on gender confusion and all of those things. And ultimately, you know, when you think of that symbolically, that is just an attack on, on creativity, on the, on the creation of other humans, like on God's creation. And, um, so as a response, it's like God spoke that he's just moving in this creative way. And, um, there's going to be a creative surge because there's so much that's trying to kind of muffle it and hold it back, if that makes sense. And so that was another thing that he showed me. Um, there was also another thing with, um, just, I've been seeing healings happening, um, just on, on a, a higher level than I've ever personally experienced in the past. And it's interesting because it's on the heels of a couple years where we have been, you know, the health and healthcare and vaccines and all of these things have um, almost been set themselves up to, to be a, a competing idol, you know, um, not that medicine is bad, not that healthcare is bad. I think it's a great tool that God's given us, um, but more of, you know, setting things like that in the place of God as an idol. And um, that as a result, God has been sending this wave of healing to just remind people that he is the source of healing and that really all you need is the Lord um, to get that touch of healing um, instead of these idols that we've kind of constructed for ourselves. Um, so, so those were, those were a couple of the things that I had mentioned in that article. Well, like currently, what do you see the next move of God? I think we're in uh, like a media revival right now where people like you and me are podcasting, live streaming and things like that. Honestly, I think that we are kind of spiritually investing in the coming revival because when there's a sweeping of souls, say a billion, two billion, hopefully eight billion souls get saved, you know, around the world, right? Right. You know, people will start needing to consume the content that we provide to hear God. What do you see coming in the days ahead that the Christian can be encouraged by? Yeah, um, absolutely. So even as you're saying that, um, I just, I feel just a quickening in my spirit because I am so passionate and excited about um, this just, um, I feel like an opportunity in, in media that God is opening up where there, um, there is an, an increased hunger for the truth. Um, just worldwide, just an increased hunger for the truth. And so people are searching and they're digging. And um, instead of taking things at face value or going to their local news source, they're digging deeper. And because of that, um, as you mentioned, there is just this incredible opportunity that God is opening up for discipleship. And so discipleship is my answer. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, even this morning, God was talking to me, um, you know, how, how he tells us to, to, um, number our days, you know, and that it is wisdom to be able to number our days, um, seeing our days in the grand scheme or in the, in the context of this kind of multi-generational move. Um, so I feel like God is, um, working through this time to, um, align different generations for us to kind of see, uh, see the bigger picture, see the, the revival that he had, had been building in the past that had kind of been maybe set aside or, you know, not carried on by the next generation, but then also, um, building in such a way that, not only are we um, uh, gaining souls for the harvest, but we are intentionally discipling those souls and that we're, we're teaching people how to hear from the Lord on their own and how to um, continue to deepen that relationship um, in a way that is going to multiply through the people they know as well. 
Well, I, I love that. You know, I've been doing this for a couple of years. Your podcast has been on Charisma for, I think you'd said earlier about a year, year and a half, you right. know, so uh, we're pouring in and we're seeing God do amazing things around the world uh, through the media. People are being touched. Even now, I believe that people listening in will receive a touch from God. What are yeah. some testimonies that you can share uh, about the power of God through intimacy as people, mm. as you teach people to hear God and prophesy? Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a good, I, I have, I, I have a bunch of testimonies come to mind. Um, but I think really, um, what, what sticks out to me as far as intimacy and about hearing from God. Um, so I had a, a young, a young person, I'm talking like, you know, fifth, sixth grade, um, one time and I was leading a time of encounters and, um, <clears throat> he was really frustrated and he was like, I, I can't hear anything. Like I can't hear from God. And, um, so I took him aside and I said, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. So, uh, I asked him to close his eyes and I said, okay, you know, ask the Lord to, to bring an image to your mind, you know, ask God to show you something. And, um, he was like, okay, I see an apple. I'm like, okay, well, what, what does an apple make you think of? And he started listening red and I'm like, okay, what does red make you think of? And he was like, love. And I said, well, what could God have to tell you about love? And it was like, he just broke down and just got this impartation of, of love from the Holy spirit, um, in a way that he never thought that he was able to hear. And, um, so that's been really neat. I've also, um, had times where like, there was one word that I wrote one time, um, that was about, uh, whistles. It was, it was a word about whistles and it was, it was so bizarre. And, I wrote it and I sent it out and it was like weeks later before it got published. And normally there's not a, a huge gap, but it was, it was a really large gap. And I remember thinking like, huh, that's strange. Well, the day it came out, um, I actually got a message from this group of people at the airport that are, are wearing whistles. And they said like, we're, we're literally in disbelief. We're at the airport in the terminal wearing these whistles because we, um, we're prompted by God to go on this trip to DC and God said that we were supposed to blow our whistles. And so we brought our whistles with us and we're sitting in the terminal and we open our email and we read this word. And so it was just so sweet, the timing of it and how personal God made that for them, you know? Um, and it just, it's just evidence to how God speaks to us in a way that is just, um, so tender and so patient and so personal. Yeah, actually, I'd read that article. So can you tell people what whistle means and how that was prophetically spoken to you and then how you released that? Yeah, um, so I I was actually worshiping um, and I heard this whistling sound. And so I started kind of trying to look around and not be too obvious and um, see where it was coming from. And I couldn't see anybody that this, this whistling was coming from. It was just a whistle. And um, I kept hearing that word, whistle, whistle, whistle. And so I started looking up, you know, in scripture, like, okay, when does this happen? And, you know, um, what, what does that, 
necessarily like mean? What is God trying to say? And um, really, it was it was an awakening. It was like seeing that these passages um, that talked about whistles like came before a huge prophetic release. And so what it was indicating was um, God was saying, okay, you know, this is I'm, I'm blowing the whistle. This is happening. And what you're going to see after this is um, kind of this this move of the prophetic. Um, and so and I think we've we've begun to see that, um, you know, as you mentioned, of just, you know, people being hungry for more and more of these resources on how do I hear God for myself? Um, how can I begin prophesying? Because prophesying is really just hearing what he's saying and then declaring it and speaking it out. And so, um, yeah, but that that's a little bit of what that word was about. Yeah. Um, you know, was that spiritually speaking, did you hear the whistle and then uh, correlate that? Like what, what was going on there? Yeah. So usually whenever something catches my attention, you know, like I was talking about those kind of everyday things that um, I feel like God is just trying to flag our attention. Um, God caught my attention with that whistle sound, but then also it kept repeating. Like I would see, you know, whistle would be in a song on the radio or whistle would pop up somewhere else. And it, so it happened for maybe like a day or two. And um, then after that, what I typically do uh, to kind of unpack what he's saying is first I go to his word. So what, what, if anything, does the Bible have to say about whistles? And I read the context. I read what comes before it. I read what comes after it. Um, read it kind of through the lens of like, okay, what is God saying now? And and how did he weave this into, into his word? And then I also look it up because, you know, I feel like God chooses words very specifically. And so um, looking up, you know, what does this mean? Not only in you know, the Greek and the Hebrew when it was written, but also what does this mean now and where does this word come from? Um, you know, and all of that typically opens up just these layers of depth because God just um, speaks things in such detail and such richness that you can kind of begin to unpack them. Um, also, another way of doing that is saying like, okay, what is what does that mean to me? In my experiences with the Lord, because God often draws on our testimonies and our experiences, in my experiences with the Lord, you know, has, has whistle meant anything significant and kind of assembling all those pieces. And you begin to see like this, this larger word and, um, and it, it just takes shape. Well, I appreciate you talking about the word of God because the word of God is supposed to confirm our spiritual experiences. You know, there are people out there. I'm on some Facebook pages where people are actually seeking power instead of the person of Jesus. You know, they're looking for shortcuts, you know, and yeah. I try to say, go to the word, go to the word, go to the word. The word confirms these things for us. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned earlier about a return to the word. I, that wasn't your direct phrase or whatever, but obedience yeah. is key. So I want people to know and understand if you start seeing or hearing things in the spirit, do as Sarah is doing, confirm it in the word of God. Check out the Hebrew and mm -hmm. Greek. Uh, not everybody's uh, a Greek scholar, a Hebrew scholar, or Aramaic, but you could go to Bible Hub and look mm -hmm. up those words yourself. Or, you know, they've got Strong's Concordance. Strong's and all Concordance, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I want to encourage people to do that because we need a pure prophetic voice who knows the mm -hmm. word, but most importantly, know who is the word, and that's Jesus, yes. the word of God, John 1, 1, Hebrews 4. You know, he is the word of God, the Logos. And the word of God comes alive to us. So I really want to emphasize that. So, Sarah, um, I want to backtrack real quick to you're talking about intergenerational. 
You know, my yes. friend Elizabeth Time Fook has been given the mandate to bridge the gap between generations. Mm. I appreciate you saying that we need an intergenerational dialogue, conversation, discipleship, and revival. Uh, because yeah. unfortunately, some previous generations that experienced revival dismiss current revivals or new revivals mm -hmm. or things like that. But it's like, you know, like for me, I'm like, I need your wisdom from the, the years past. I need to understand yes. these things. So um, can you expand just a little bit on, on this intergenerational and why that is needed for today? Yes. So I feel like without the intergenerational dynamic, what you get, it's, it's like you're starting a movie, uh, 25 minutes into the movie where, um, you're kind of moving in the prophetic and you're getting things from the Lord and, you know, you're, you're a part of a greater story, but you're, you're not really sure what has been happening. Um, it's like this, there's this disjointedness. Um, but as we, God has really put on my heart recently, this passion to learn, um, about just the last generation or two, the, the revivals that have happened, um, kind of what was going on in the church over the last, um, couple generations. And, um, also to just, be uh, relationshiping and talking to the people who who lived through it um, and to then become a part of discipling also. So like being discipled and then discipling, um, receiving, like you said, uh, just what was happening in those revivals um, because it is, it, I mean, like God as he moves, um, you know, he is doing a new thing, but at the same time, that new thing is part of this greater picture. And it, some of that is lost if we just kind of push what has happened in the past as well, that was in the past and that's over. And now this is a separate thing. I think new God doing a new thing is different than God doing a separate thing. And so, um, but he's calling us to, to really soak up the wisdom, um, that came from those revivals and that came from those, um, moves of God in the recent decades. Um, but then also to be actively, even now, you know, training up the next generation, um, imparting, you know, what we've learned, imparting what is going on right now, because they're going to take it and they're going to take it even further. Um, and so really just, um, having that almost, um, shared, experience where we're able to piece together, um, okay, this is where we've been, this is what's happening now, and this is where God is taking us. And so really, I think it brings the complete picture. I love that. As you're talking, uh, I received once again a vision that I'd had some years ago about the tor torch being passed, but yeah. running together. And, and there's a, a torch you know, being passed along from generation to generation, you know, and people run with us, but then, you know, their time is, is to go into paradise, you know, and then we run mm -hmm. with that torch, carrying the torch of revival. So I'm, uh, as, as you're just saying, you said, carry that further. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and, and reminded me of that vision, you know, and we need people of all ages to be part of what, what is here now and then what is coming. Yes. So I want to encourage people to press into the presence of Jesus, seek Absolutely. mentors older and younger than you, and let's do this together. So Sarah, mm -hmm. this podcast is also about activating people. So can mm -hmm. you activate our listeners yes. in the prophetic to hear God for themselves? Yes. Wherever you are, I just want you to reach your hands out um, in a position of receiving. And Lord Jesus, we just ask you, 
wherever each and every listener is right now, we just ask you to make your presence felt. May they tangibly feel your presence, whether it's just a a, a tingle, a warmth, um, something, Lord, may they feel that you're with them right now. And God, right now, I just ask for a greater level of intimacy with you. God, we know that everything that we we hear, everything that we speak comes from that place of abiding with you, God. Teach us to abide at a deeper level. Um, We also pray for eyes to see and ears to hear all of those little things that you plant in our day, those little seeds that are meant to turn our attention and our affection back to you. God, help us to take notice of those things and to bring them to you and to say, God, what does this mean? God, tell me more. We know, God, that you are not a father that frustrates his children, but that when you get our attention with something because you want us to dig deeper, it's because you want to give us those answers and you want to teach us. You want us to learn. And so, Lord, we just sit at your feet. And we just ask you, Lord, to teach us your wisdom. Lord, help us to hear you first for ourselves and for our growth, but then help us to also hear you for the part that we play in just the greater church body and in the story that you're building and in the time and place that you have placed each of us now, God, is so specific and so purposeful. So help us to to hear in order to do and to be obedient and to follow through with all that you have and all that you're calling us to, Lord. And we just ask, God, that this this time right now, Lord, that you um, revive a prophetic that is backed by the gold standard, that is backed by your word, Lord, that we would add nothing to it and take nothing away, but Lord, that you would put your word in our hearts and in our mouths and give us a greater understanding of it. And so, Lord, right now, I just impart that ability to uh, notice what you're already speaking and to receive and for minds to understand um, what you are, what you're speaking, what you are saying and the wisdom behind it. So we ask all of this in the name of your precious son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much for that. As you were praying. Mm-hmm. It's like I was, you prayed as we sit at the feet of Jesus. And what I was seeing was I was at his feet and then mm-hmm. I couldn't see his face, but I could see his, his chest and his, his belly. And, you know, but in his hands, he, he was teaching, there was, there was a scroll and I was mm-hmm. able to read that as, as I'm soaking up, soaking that in as he's teaching us. And this is while you were praying. And then the next thing I saw was, uh, I was hanging out Psalm one, you know, by the streams of living water, you know, mm. uh, uh, the streams of righteousness. And I was just enjoying wow. that. Uh, so thank you so very much for praying thank for you. us. Uh, I want to encourage people. If God spoke to you now, contact us. So Sarah, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you for more information? Absolutely. So um, everything is pretty much up on my website. Um, my website is Arrows of Zion. So A-R-R-O-W-S of Zion.com. Um, that's where you can contact me. Just hit the contact button. We have um, a prayer text line. Um, there's the blog with articles. And then there's also the podcast, the Hear God Everyday podcast that Jared mentioned earlier. 
Yeah, so arrowsofzion.com is it's on the screen for you. So please check that out. Reach out to Sarah. Tell her what God did while you're listening into this. Check out her articles too. So a couple of them that we talked about there, and they're currently on her website. But also don't forget to subscribe and share Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, available anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts. So much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.